when we're laying on our deathbed, you're not going to worry about how much money you had, how much power you had, how much prestige. You're going to see that that was all game, that that was all an illusion. The only thing that's going to matter is the impact you had on other people's lives. Hello humans, welcome to the M-Word, the Manx Sports Podcast, brought to you by Martin and Matt. This is part two of our chat with Guy. You haven't listened to the first episode, we'd suggest you go back and have a listen. Meanwhile, we'll pick up the conversation from where we left off in the last episode. Enjoy. I'm into my skiing and snowboarding, not as much now, but at the time I was really into it. I remember... I thought, yeah, I remember being, you know, for my, it was my 40th actually, being on the snowboard, whizzing down the mountain, sun on my face, mates at the side of me, snow fl- flicking up, looking down into the valley, uh, beautiful mountain peak above me, hearing the snow, not much else sound, and just hearing my friends whooping and hollering and me doing it as well as we were shooting down there uh, off-piste. And he took me back to that moment and he just felt really happy. And, and my eyes were closed and he took me through it and I thought, wow, that was incredible. You know, it was a really happy moment mm. of it. And I think I'd done quite a bit of that in the past, but he actually put a name to it. It was called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I went home and as I'm a one, great, this is my, my latest fad. So Googled NLP, ordered loads of books on NLP, looked for courses on NLP, spoke to this guy and he said, oh, there's a, a course in this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on it. He said, well, there's one in, there's one in London uh, by the guy that, co-started it a guy called Dr. Dr. Richard Bandler and he had this course and, and it wasn't cheap so I had to get my family to back me up on this one so I went down on this course it was 10 days and after day one I thought oh, what have I done I spent a fortune on this and it was about it's following the, the positive mindsets of other people and uh, and, and, and working what's what's best for you uh, and Paul McKenna was on it as well you know the, the hypnotist guy and day two I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. So he was on learning. No, no, he was. He was one of the one, uh, one of the le- the lectures on it. On this, uh, yeah, um, him and this Doctor Richard Man. I thought this is just the best thing I've been on. Couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And the more I learned, the more I realised what I needed to learn. And that's why I was talking to you about those those phobias with the, with fear. But we started working with people that had just the most horrific life journeys. So one lady was on the bus on 7-7 that got blew up. So she was actually on the bus of that. So when she, get, and she works, lives in London and works in London. Any way you can get around London, public transport mm. is on a tube or on back on a bus. And a lady who um, had lost two children in horrific circumstances. So everyone has a story, yeah. but I can't really think of much, much worse stories. Yeah, yeah. Being in a terrorist attack and it's never right for any parent to outlive a child um, whatever their age and so we 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 work with together with, with these uh, with these two two ladies and they just managed to help turn their mindset around safest person to travel on a bus is this lady that's been blown up with one yeah. chance of how many twice yeah, yeah so slim and so rare um and i'm not being flipping about it because it was a lot going on with it but she she just she was having um uh, obviously very challenging and difficult and tough time yeah. and she came out of this one with a totally different mindset I, uh, I know Phil Phil Quirk on the Isle Man yeah, does okay. well he travels the world now doing those courses yeah. which is something I, I'd like to get on at some stage it's, it's right at Mill Street from the conversations yeah, yeah. we've had yeah, beforehand you know and I know you're interested in it 
Um, I don't think it's been life changing for me because I don't think anything is. You could because it's life life enhancing. Mm. It's been yeah, to me. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember coming back on. I got the train back up uh, back up north, and just this sort of wave of <laughs> wave of uh, just contentment had just cascaded over me, and it you know it's, and it you look at things and and people start getting really het up and and uh, and worked up about minor things. I think mm. quite well. You know, they're looking at a punnet with a sell-by date and going mad about it yeah, because yeah. it's a day out or something like that. Well, does it really matter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people beeping and pressing the horn at someone who, who, you know, might be half a second quicker to them at work, you know, in, in, in a car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just not worth it. You know, people have arguments and with people. I think, well, just let it go, yeah, you know. Yeah. They got divorced and they're still, still at each other's throats. At one time, you loved each other. Yeah, yeah. And you've got kids involved in it. Well, just think of the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and your own health and health and well-being etc yeah, yeah yeah interesting so then back to the Ironman or, or triathlon then was was you formed the club is that right well I've done an Ironman uh, a triathlon with no training let's try and find something more difficult to do so I think I think, I think so Ironman. yeah it was uh, well I'd, I'd with the club had started it was great and I think one of the, the good things about the club is it because we'd come from a a rugby background, a very social and a changing room and a clubhouse environment. We were taking these people on who maybe come from a swimming environment or a cycling or running one that were um, maybe not as flamboyant or extravagant or used to working in teams. And it was it was refreshing and, and, and they loved that. So, the, the, so the, the club grew quickly and continues to do so. And it's, you know, it's a big part of all our lives in it, in it now as well. And it's, that's been really rewarding to see that. And we've got... I think we had 155 juniors last 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 year training okay. as well, which is you know it's it's great to see people you know not looking at a screen, whizzing around, putting the trainers on, jumping in the pool, chucking a leg over a bike. Great fun to see. Um, and I decided to do um, yeah. So this was about 2009, 2010ish. I decided to do a marathon and. I, I wasn't that keen on doing something like a Manchester or London one when you've got people, when you're following a, a vest in front of you, one at the side and one behind you. So I Googled UK's toughest marathon and this time I was a, I was a, I was a big chunky fatty with loads of injuries. Uh, and it came up and I pressed it and I pressed the, uh, um, the return button and I was unsure what was going to come up. And it came up with one in the Lake District, so a, a hilly one. So I thought if I'm going to do a marathon, I may as well do a tough one. I don't know we just I'd, I'd rather enjoy this so uh, I signed up for this one um, uh, the Brathe Marathon and uh, so I started training for that and it was just rubbish absolutely useless I was, I was better on the bike um, I wasn't saying much uh, and, and the first ones were you know literally a handful of kilometres and I'd come back and I'd be aching and I'd be tired and I'd get up and go again the following day um, and the training slightly gets better so a few people were asking me, are you going to start uh, raising money for this? And it, 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 hadn't, it hadn't crossed my mind because at the time, I'd, I've, I've had such a lucky life growing up. Yeah, I've been blessed uh, with you know, uh, just this wonderful marriage that just continues to get better. These fantastic children that just uh, surpass all expectations of what I want. They're just happy. Uh, enjoy life. Make the most of it. Uh, I've got these incredible circle of friends that are so supportive of anything I do and a team I work with and my patients are just all wonderful it's not one patient I've got that I go oh he or she's coming in today we have good days every single day at work 
And I've just got nothing in my life that I had a calling for that I needed to raise money for. So I thought, well, why don't I buy some equipment, you know, support enables, I'll, I'll buy, I'll commit to buying some, some piece of equipment and it might be, say, £5,000. I'll raise money up for it. If I don't get there, I'll put the rest in. Hopefully it wasn't £4,990 because <laughs> <laughs> I might have had to change the equipment. Uh, but if I, if I raise more than that, we get two pieces of equipment. And then I thought, well, I'm still asking people for money. I can't say to you guys, I've really enjoyed your company tonight, guys. Really good. Can you give me £10 for me to go and do something that I want to do? Oh, okay, there you go. I thought, it can't be monetary. There must be some other way. And it was, I was lying in bed one night, and it, it, was, it was on my mind, this, because I think someone, a couple of people might have asked me about, uh, about the fundraising. So I thought, what can I do that doesn't involve passing a PIN number over, opening your wallet, purse, and taking a note out, or coins? And I thought, blood, yeah, blood. You see, you have to donate a pint of blood. Why don't I ask people to donate a pint of blood? That, that, that'll work out. And it, this is the conversation I'm having with myself. And as I talked about before, being the, the director and producer of your, of, of your own life and, and the film set, and if you're going to make your, your own film, make it massive, make it an IMAX with 8K sound, you know, make it huge. And I jumped out of bed, went legging it next door, got a piece of paper out, pad, started writing down, right, blood, donations yeah get people on that ask people to give a pint of blood pint right quite like a beer fancy pint fancy sharing a pint fancy sharing a pint like that quite no. quite a tagline on it no. how many pints can they get well i've got 40 days this mouth in 10 pints would be quite easy i reckon i can i could twist my mate's arms or ex-players to, to, to donate a pint of blood no make it a bit more challenging 100 pints God, could i do 100 pints in 40 days that'd be really tough now let's do a thousand. Right, let's do a bit more because if we do a little bit more, you'll always get there. So it was a thousand and one pints, a thousand and one pints in forty days. Right, that'll be it. Let back in bed, put lights. Up. I've had an amazing idea. What is it? Half two in the morning. Turn the <laughs> beep, 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 light off. Yeah. Right, okay. I've got to tell you this. I'm oh, not again. Constantly rolling her eyes. My wife does. Um, so I got up in the morning. Right, this is the journey. Fancy sharing a pint. Forty uh, in forty days, uh, and um, we'd. I think that. I think phones had just come out with videos on, so we did a sort of a little video clip, and I think Facebook had was a bit more Facebook than it is now, and I put that on there, and uh, we're trying to get as many people to register as possible. Got in touch with the blood agencies, went and gave a few talks on the on the uh, on the radio, um, and I was actually quite surprised. Some people are quite negative, right, and saying I could never do that. Oh, well, okay. Why is that? Have you the raising of the of the uh, running? The, no, just uh, of, of, the, of the blood. Right. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the running was the running was easy bit. It was getting the blood that was much more important. And it just a bit of comeback and people being negative about it. And um, and and I, I wouldn't accept that at all. Just because if you want blood, you're in trouble. You know, you've either just given birth, and it's not gone the way you wanted. Yeah. You are have been in a horrific accident, mm. and you might not even be aware of it. Or most people have, um, you know, surviving cancer or mm. uh, living with cancer or part of their treatment, and they're desperate for it, and they don't know who it's coming from. So it, it, it's it's four percent of the population give blood. So what are the other ninety six percent doing? It just it staggers belief. But oh, um, you know, I could never do that. Give me an absolute proper reason why you can't yeah. do that. Oh, um, uh, da, 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 I'm not, not sure. Oh, uh, but ne needle, it's like clipping your toenails. Yeah. It's, it, it's worse than doing that. You get a free biscuit, you get a cup of tea, <laughs> you, 
you feel absolutely magnificent when you've done it you lose calories you come out thinner <laughs> I lost a chin when I came out once <laughs> well maybe not I needed to you cannot tell you how magnificent you feel and I'm sure you've given £10 to a charity and done it either uh, what's it tap what's it called the cashless thing now you tap and go yeah. um, or taking the money out of your wallets and passed it over and you get a short hit from that if you give blood you tell everybody because you've got a stick around there saying yeah. I've given blood today you feel fantastic you're now in the blood system uh, and uh, they're grateful for it and um, you do it again you do it four months later and you feel fantastic for it and then I came up with the idea of donate with a mate because I thought I'm struggling a bit here to get to my thousand I'm, I'm going to get more people to do it so go along so people tell me oh right I'm booked in next Tuesday fantastic who are you taking with you what do you mean you got to take someone with you. You can't go on your own. You've got to share a biscuit. Yeah. What, are you going to have a club or are you going to have a digestive? Ooh, I might go digestive. No, go for the club. The nicer. Orange one's even better. So I'll get people to go along with two and get them up so we get my numbers up easier. And then Chris Evans, he mentioned it on the radio, on when he was on Radio 2 at the moment, flipping heck, it went through the roof. Right. So I was getting people to email, I think it was guy at fantasyownerpint.com. We don't have that... Uh, I don't think on the website anymore because we've, we've had over 12,000 people donate now. Right, wow. What a rewarding wow. journey to go on. Yeah. But what I hadn't realised is that some people had been, uh, had been given blood by a stranger, wanted to thank the stranger. Oh, so right, they, were, okay. they started emailing me. Oh, right. So I'd get home from work, get an email, guyatfantasyandapike.com, oh, wonderful like that. I've registered to take him a mate, registered to take him a mate. Can I just say... And they start telling me the story. Wow. And I'll be sat there bawling my eyes out, you know, because it's they're there, they've got a kid on the knee, bouncing up and down, and the kid's only on the knee because somebody in Aberdeen, Lincoln, Liverpool, Douglas has donated a pint of blood. Uh, and that was hard, but incredibly rewarding. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and um, so I did. I did uh, uh, so we, we, I think we got 1,400 pints, and it just went more and more people after that and it was just on the journey and I was known as a blood guy and so everyone goes oh flipping out that guy the, the, the big fat guy running the tough marathon yeah <laughs> the one who keeps falling off his bike yeah that's me that's me and um, uh, I've had loads of people do it you're never too young to start yeah yeah and I've asked you guys have you either done it well funnily enough my dad my dad used to because when you get to certain numbers you get you become like I want to say like a silver member yeah, that type of thing right. yeah. yeah and I remember my dad my dad gave regularly okay uh, Gave regularly, and he had, a, I think, a card that got. Yeah, Because you, you're only allowed to give a certain amount. No. Is it not? No. Recall call it was like pint a month type of thing. Or yeah, yeah, okay. So it wasn't a question asked, so have you done it? Yeah, no, yeah, no. I've dodged the question. No, no, and I have no, no excuse. Okay. Uh, the reality is you don't. So three of us uh, here, yeah. there's only one of us done it. I've yeah, done loads yeah, of times. Okay. Yeah. Next time I see you, what's the first question I'm going to ask you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you no, want I'm going to send you a picture before yeah. that. You're going to have to start telling me. because What's I, the best that could happen? That what's the best that could happen? Absolutely. And trust me, you don't want to bump into me and I go, you'd promise me. We're going to shake hands on it. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Well done, guys. Yeah, just we we have to actually share hands. No, I'll go with that. Good. Okay, good on you. So it's one of them. And you got to take a mate with you as well. I don't have any. Where uh, it's funny how like because like I say, my dad did it for years. I remember been going with him a couple of times. I'm not a massive fan of needles, but again, I've got tattoos, so I can't really complain about needles. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's one of them. Have any any nail clips? You just go. I find this more and more with so many things that people will always go, my excuse if I haven't, and I have an excuse, and the people use it, I just don't have the time. 
but it's bull. It's so, absolute bull. All I heard then was Mike Noyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I stopped looking at you and I thought, he's just talking, he's just making excuses. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I couldn't okay. agree more. It's you're, like just, you're just talking to yourself now at this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You could say, you know, as you said, what's the best that can happen? Right, mm. my dad's done it loads of times. Is your dad still around? Is your dad still around? No, no, no. no okay, so what would your dad looking down at you going, at last my son's done it. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, I'm so proud of my son now for doing that because you're going to help somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cannot tell you how rewarding it is going to be. Yeah. So good on you. Well done. Yeah, now I'll do it. Good I'll stuff. So yeah, no, over twelve thousand people. Nose to say as much yeah, as I'm yeah. keeping quiet, but no, I'm, I'm the no, I'm the I'm I'm completely the same. I'm someone who, which is why I was keeping quiet because when you say about needles, I'm not a big fan. Historically, not a fan. I hate, not hate, but, but I'm I also like, not. I'm, you know, you're gonna have to go to a doctor and do it. But okay, so that's you've my got mindset, and that's, so you've got a bit of a beard at the moment. So do you shave? With a trim. Oh, have, have you done it in your life? Yeah. Have you ever had a proper shave? Okay, it's that's much worse than going to going to do. Your nails, your toenails or fingernails. Have you got nail clippers? Do you ever do that? You have done. Oh yeah, okay. no, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, I know. Have that you, you, you ever fallen off your bike? Have you ever fallen off your bike? Yes. Another one. Another one. Another one. with an excuse. I'm gonna have to wrap this up. I'm knocking around with two negative guys in. I remember at work once a while ago we were trying to get because I think there's there's a van go around where you can get your work to sign up and they'll come to your office and. Again, because I remember looking back, and that was again. I used the word excuse, as in, you just like, oh, it's just, it's an hour that I just. And there isn't, there isn't. Well, you know, okay. travel. But, but there, again, I'm not justifying, but that's the rationale that goes through. It's like anything. It's like you're you're justify not going out training. You justify the negativity because that's just the habit and things that build in your head where you can, you know, it's not switching be. them around. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Doesn't have uh, to be. Okay. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The hardest piece of training equipment anybody has. Is their front door right? Toughest piece of equipment you've got because you get the other side of it. If you've got your bike kit on your shoes and you got your bike in your arm, you're out. You may as well go and do what you're doing. If you're other side of your door and you got your running shoes on, you may as well go and do that. If you're other side of the door and you got your shoes on, you're taking the dog for a walk. You may as well take your dog for a walk. If you get that straight sofa strapped to your backside with a remote control in it with a kettle on, that that front door becomes a lot harder. So just getting the other side of it. Once you're doing it, you're there. You may as well crack on. Yeah, yeah. Phone in the hospital tomorrow. Good on you. Yeah, you can do it online as well. Perfect. Dead it's, easy. Dead easy. So I take it you finished the that particular uh, marathon that yep. was yeah, no so, pressure, 1,500 pints resting well, on it. Well, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was it already. Well, it's it's funny, one, one of my friends said, if you don't do it, can I have my blood back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course you can. Um, but then when you're on a start line, is that if you're, if you're, waiting for that blood to come and you're relying on somebody who you've never met to go along who's not listening to their own excuses who's not going to start banging on about someone else or tiny little thing and um oh not sure about it just get it done yeah you're relying on them so if i'm running along and thinking it's getting a bit tough this i've got a you know it's a uh, it's a bit of a hillock i've got to go over anybody that's waiting for that part of blood will swap, swap place with me yeah. in a heartbeat so it's just, I, the, the easiest bit is to do the event because yeah, yeah. you get to the start line you may as well get to the end yeah. you've only, only got a, bit, a few hours difference in between haven't you I suppose you think about you know drive home tonight you have a bad accident and you know you'd be craving that yeah, of course you would yeah 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 so um, uh, so yeah so we, we did that one and then we did a, a few more events um, to sort of promote that and what kind of events like sporting events or yes just sporting events so that led into in so when the Olympics came in 2012 
they uh, they wanted to promote how close um, Great Britain was to mainland Europe. So they had a triathlon event and it was called the Tri-Cityathon. So the swim was in Paris in the morning. The bike was in a closed road in the centre of Brussels. Oh, okay. And then the run was round High Park in London all on the same day. And they were having, um, I think it was... I think it was a team of 20 from Great Britain. So they had James Cracknell, uh, the Brownlee, twi- uh, Brownlee, twins, Brownlee brothers, um, uh, Kerry-Ann Payne, uh, a load of sports stars, and somehow I managed to, to wang them away into this one, just on the back of the blood. Um, and so that, that was a great event, because we, we jumped in the Seine in the morning. <laughs> uh, Ewan Thomas was doing it as well. Uh, we swam, then we got the Eurostar up to Brussels, and I was chatting with the Brownlees, and this was... They they were on the ITU circuit, but they they, they weren't certainly you know Olympic champions then. Young lads, but God, they were so impressive. Yeah, yeah. really enjoyed you know talking to them and 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 uh, having good fun with them. And we got to Brussels, and it was ten laps of the city centre, loads of people watching. And I'd got a bit fitter by then, uh, and I was getting okayish, I thought on the bike, but certainly the best event. And it was ten laps of the centre of Brussels. And they had, you know, when they have, uh, you, you watch the Tour de France or whatever, and they've got a camera on the back of a motorbike. So they had one of those. <laughs> I thought, coolest thing ever. I've, I've got to get some TV time. So I'm battering myself to stay behind this camera. And, and we're, we're on the way up there, and um, Alistair Brownlee's going, uh, what's your best event? So it's my bike, by far. And they said, what's, what's your goal for the time? I said, well, it's only 10 laps. My goal is not to get lapped by you, Alistair. I said, I'll just never live it down in a, you know, a 10-lap race. And what, anyway, what time can you do it in? So I'm, I'm not looking at a time today. I've just been racing. I said, have you got a goal for it? He said, yeah, I just want to lap you. <laughs> oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? So we set off and I'm absolutely chewing on my chin strap um, in the red zone from, you know, from the first turn of the pedals, flat out, sweat is just pouring off me. And he just sat up, sat up soft pedaling, chatting to all these other, you know, famous guys he knows. Um so the first half, about five laps, we were sort of riding together. It was amazing. You know, closed roads, quite a few people watching. Uh, and I thought, oh, I, should have, I should have been a pro cyclist. You know, I'm keeping up with them all here. You know, it's, it, I've, I've missed out on something. Mm-hmm. Could I still do it? You know, I'm in my early 40s. Yeah, I'm sure I can. And, and then all of a sudden, bang, they went. And it's like I put the brakes off and got mm-hmm. off my bike. Uh, and we're shooting rounds and uh, I couldn't see him. I thought, oh no, I can't, I can't get lapped. And his brother's at the sideline. Uh, Keep going, guy. Uh, Ali's just in front of you, just around the next bend. So I'm, I'm flat out trying to keep up. Get to lap nine, and I just hear someone giggling behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, guy. I'm coming past. Oh, great. So he went past, laughing his head off like that. And I'd, I'd, given, it, I'd given it everything. And um, anyway, they were great. We got to the finishing line. Got off my bike and uh, I've got a picture taken next to them and they're both celebrating wildly and I've got a tear just sort of <laughs> filling up at the corner of my eye. And then we got from there, we got the train back uh, back to London to Hyde Park. We had the, had the run, the 10K run to do. And uh, uh, Johnny was doing that. So Ali had done the bike and then Johnny was doing the run. So I'm sat in with him because we're, we're, we're having a bit of a laugh on this day. It was good fun. And um, uh, Johnny goes, what, what's your running like? I'm brilliant. I'm outstanding runner. Best best of the three disciplines by far. I'm rubbish. Useless runner. And uh, it's what time are you looking for? I said, I'm not looking for a time, Johnny. He said, it's a two-lap race. He said, there's no way I can get lapped in a two-lap race. And he's laughing about it. I said, anyway, what's your best time? Not looking for a time today. Oh, I know what's coming here, Johnny. 
What's your goal today then, Johnny? I've got to lap you. So we set off and by this time, I'm stiff. I've been on the train, I've been on the bike, I've got hot, I've got cold. I could hardly walk, never mind run. And he bang, he'd gone. And I thought, I can't, can't get someone. I'm getting around nearly to the halfway, halfway stage. So great, I kept looking over my shoulder. And then I heard someone giggling. <laughs> get out of the way, guy, come with you. You lap me in a two-lap race. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at the end of it, they were, they were great because they, they, um, they, they had a drink waiting for a glass of champagne waiting for me at the end, which was good of them. And they, they were really supportive for the blood thing as well. Oh, right, they, okay. they promoted it. And oh, that's, right, that's okay. helped get, you know, get thousands of people into it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, good, good guys. So, yeah. so it was then the after that event, then you're looking. Oh, I know you moved into doing an Ironman. Was that shortly thereafter? Then having had that try experience and thought, uh, I'm yeah, an awesome I running, I'm an awesome swimmer, I'm an awesome biker. <laughs> yeah, in my own mind. Yeah. Uh, and the goal, the goal was always to go long. Right. Yeah, because if if people, I would do triathlons, and and most people say, well, you know, what do you do? Is it fast ones, or have you gone long and done an Ironman? I'd, I'd, I just couldn't get my head around how someone could swim 2.4 miles, cycle 112 miles, and then run a marathon. You couldn't get your head around this. This is from the guy who just bought a bike and then rode a It would just, it just, it just, it just seems massive, right. you know. Because if I said to you, right, go and stand by your, go and stand by your desk, and I'll come and pick you up 14 hours later, yeah, you'd be yeah. shattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're not done anything. Yeah. But other people have moved 140 odd miles. Um, but unfortunately, I had a, had, a, had a bit of an injury um, in between. I'd, uh, I was training for uh, the Mont Blanc Marathon, Europe's toughest one. That was I'd done UK's toughest one, and I thought I'd do Europe's. And the week before, it was a last run beforehand, and I thought I'd been hit by a sniper. Just uh, I, was, I was up in the hills, just hit the deck, um, and in my back was just in loads of pain. My leg was in spasm. I couldn't put any weight on my leg. I couldn't pick my foot up. So I hobbled back, uh, I wasn't thankfully not far from the car, a friend was running with me and he sort of carried me back to the car and I was in, I thought I'm in a pretty bad way here. Uh, and I went to see a chiropractor friend of mine and he said, look, I'm not touching anything here, I think this is, could be quite serious. I said, look, I'm, I'm fine, I've got a race next week, just just get me up and running, just make sure my foot doesn't start pointing at the floor. And uh, I'm fortunate enough, I, I knew a, an, an incredible surgeon, he deals with all the um, uh, England rugby team, um, one of the best in the UK, and I, I got in touch with him. He said, yeah, come in. So I shot down to him and I said, oh, James, I've, I've, I've got a big run at the weekend, um, but my leg's not working. I said, I can't, I can't move my leg. I'm dragging it behind me, and I've, I've got no control of my foot. You know, something just, can you push something back in, or have you got a tablet, or just give me an injection, and we'll sort it out after the race. And I always remember him saying, I need to operate on you today. It's not about going running. It's about being able to walk around the garden with your kids. And I thought, flipping out, what's happened? And it, I'd got this uh, this MRI scan and I'd, I'd burst two discs in my back and broken um, one of the wings off, the, off, uh, off my vertebrae as well. And because of the nerve damage, I couldn't pick my foot up. Mm. Oh dear, that's a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a nuisance, this. I need to get this sorted out. And so he, uh, he, he operated him on straight away, but uh, you know, thankfully got the team and they were, they were great with the business. Um, and I think if, if I had, you know, parts of my life which haven't been, have gone the way I wanted them to, I, I, I don't really dwell on them because I'm never going to go back there again. Uh, um, and I'm mostly talking about it more now than I have done in, when was it, 2000, in, in years. Um, so I came around and uh, it, it did take, uh, take a long time to get over this one. You know, I was staring at the ceiling for, for a long time. I just, I just couldn't move. Yeah. Um, so you 
bedridden in essence to start with. Yeah, pretty much. For how yeah. long? Um, do you know what? I can't remember. Right. Uh, I just remember I watched the Tour de France live all the way through yeah. and then Wimbledon. And I think the Euros are on as well. I watched yeah. all that. So um, I was just lying in bed, just just sort of looking down and uh, and then slowly started to do very little movement. Um, Sale, Sale Rugby Club are fantastic. They They took me back on as a player. So I was there every day having rehab with them, mm. and Steve Diamond was uh, was incredible, you know, just to just to take me back. And the owner at the time, uh, Brian Kennedy and Ian Blackhurst, just said, "Look, you know, just go back in there as a rehab, as if you were one of the players." Can I send those three? Let's say let's call it four, five weeks, six weeks. You're on your back. Are you thinking? Uh, I presume you're inevitably positive, uh, just by your nature. Are you then thinking about right? I need, need you know my rehab starting and then kind of focused on. Need to get rehabbing you know, as soon as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Not dwelling just, on uh, how bad the situation is, but how you can make it then yeah, better. I, I, yeah, it just it's all about going forward. Yeah. yeah. So James, the uh, the surgeon, he just said he said if we tell you to do ten exercises, you don't do twelve. Right. You have to do ten because it's this is serious. Um, and so I had had some physio uh, um, scheme I was in uh, so I, I, I went through that fairly quickly uh, the NHS as always were amazing they incredibly helpful um, I joined a gym uh, which had a pool in which was sort of waist height and I just started walking up and down there mm. and it was at sale every day as well so I was doing three or four bits of, of rehab and physio for you know, weeks and months and I said to James just before the operation I said if you get me up right to walk around the garden with the kids, I will do an Ironman. Mm. Um, so if you get me if you get me moving, I know I'm going to do one. So I, I absolutely knew I was going to finish one. It's just how long it's going to be. I thought it was going to take me a year. It didn't. The first year I didn't do anything. It was just rehab. Second year was uh, just just getting back in the pool again. I wasn't running because I couldn't run because my leg was still numb now. Did a bit on the bike, and then I signed up for Austria Ironman in 2014, uh, and, and that was great just to get to the start line. That that was that was an achievement in itself, um, and the race was um, yeah it was uh, it was just it was great. Yeah. It was uh, always knew I was going to finish, and getting over the finishing line, they put the medal over me. Felt that ribbon on the back of the neck. Felt the the weight of it, uh, you know, around my chest again. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, it's, it's, it's a long day, but mm. it's doable. Mm. And I took it off and I just wrote James a letter. And I, it was only when I put the date down that I realised it was three years to the day since the operation. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I said, James, I'm only here because of you. This is not my medal, this is yours. Mm-hmm. And posted it from Austria. Mm-hmm. And uh, he very kindly um, um, had a picture taken taken with it and he sent it me back, which right. I thought was even kinder. That's yeah, the sort yeah. of sign of the gentleman he was. Yeah, right. Uh, so it was it was nice to say that I've uh, you know I've done an Ironman. Does that so. that injury plague you still today? I think if I think of it, if I think of it, it does. Yeah. But, but. Um, one I have this expression is um, when when you've got to dig deep, and I like that feeling at sort of when you've really you know you're in you're redlining it, your your body's exhausted. I start thinking of my eyebrows. Right. So think of your eyebrows. Think of your eyebrows because you got no nerve endings in there. All oh, right. Okay. Your eyebrows should never hurt. Right. So if you start oh, thinking, yeah. so if I say to you, oh, your left ankle's really hurting now, is that aching? Well, yeah, actually it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah I had an odd injury from there. Oh yeah, my left ankle is aching, I better go and see that. So my mindset started thinking about my back or my sciatica yeah, yeah. or the numbness in my leg or not, not being as strong. I'm assuming it'll get worse, I just don't know, I never think about it. Right. 
so I quite like it when you, you your peripheral vision goes because you're digging that deep and you get like a black frame mm. around it and your hearing feels like you're underwater and you think flipping out I've still got a long way to go but it makes this sense of achievement so much more rewarding mm. and I spend quite a lot of time that day thinking of my eyebrows just to, just to, yeah, <laughs> to get me over yeah. the line it's um, impressive to finish well finish, like you say that concept of you talking about 14 hours or however long it takes to be just to do anything for that long let, let alone the, the stress yeah. of your body yeah. putting your body under that and then your mind as well yeah. Yeah. Good feeling, though. Good feeling. And I guess it's not. A, but again, you're not sixty kilos. No. So again, just makes that that journey and that exercise, if it's not the right term, even harder. Yeah, it could, could 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 well be. I mean, I. Oh, you are because ultimately, you, you know, yeah, it is. I, sixty kilo doing it is it's not easier for them, but they're carrying less. Ultimately, carrying less yeah, weight around. Yeah, and it's, it's you know not many people on the start line wearing a, a triple XL wetsuit yeah, with size yeah, thirteen yeah. and a half cycling shoes yeah, as well, yeah. and. I do sometimes feel like Gulliver, you know, on the start line. And, you, and but if you've got like an Austria, there were two thousand people on the start line, and there was a shot of us all, and I can just pick myself out because I, I'm pretty much one of the biggest, and I've got a gigantic head. So it's just, I'm always easy to spot. Yeah, it's yeah. not hard to do that. And your experience after doing that, did you want to do another one after that, or is it kind of? I've done it. I've got the medal. Um, I, th- the I think it thing. was. It was people again say it's sort of life changing it's not it's just life enhancing yeah it was, it was nice to tell the story and I'd, I'd had a massive blood campaign for for that one I, I think that was blood sweat and tears right uh, you give the blood i'll do the sweat and quite a few tears as well uh, um and I, I think i can't really remember the numbers but i had another three or four, three or four thousand people and i wanted uh that's right it was a pint of blood for every 10 meters that I traveled so if I thought I'm running now, if I do another hundred meters, I've got another ten pints. Oh, yeah, no big yeah. bank. So it, that that is a big spur. That is an invisible hand behind you, just pushing you all the way with that finishing line. And roughly, um, do you know how many pints of blood you have raised since you started? Well, I, I know they, we stopped at about twelve thousand because they, they they started to get to, to get an app on on towards that. But once you start donating a pint, as you guys will find out this month, you're in the register. So you're fortunate enough that you might be able to do it three or four times this year. And every single pint that you give will save three lives. So if there's 12,000 people there, now they've done it multiple times as well, there's a fair few people that are grateful for for those people to to have have gone out, had an orange club biscuit, come back in with a sticker, tell all the mates about it, how wonderful they are. Great feeling to do, as you'll you'll soon soon discover. discover. So have you done what other Ironmans? Yeah, so that was in... 14 and uh, unfortunately um, a good friend of mine um, Kate she came up to me and said uh, she said you keep banging on about this flipping Ironman that you've done you're like the Glenn Medeiros of the Ironman world you know we had a number one hit and that's the only thing he's ever done so I thought I'm going to have to do another one (laughs) and it really got on my nerves (laughs) (laughs) so I uh, I looked at I went on the on the Ironman uh, world's hardest Ironman let me guess what you looked up (laughs) yeah. yeah shocker I've already told you it was it was it was, it was one in uh, it was one in Wales I'm in Wales oh, right, which yeah. is uh, um, uh, it's meant to be quite a tough one but that is I love that that was amazing because yeah. you're on the start line and uh, you've I know you've had Neil McGregor in here and yeah. uh, amazing bloke amazing fa- amazing family and the day before I was in I was in Tenby gone down on my own uh, family were coming down later that day and uh, this little old lady. She was, um, I can say, it, she, she was minute, and she was in her senior years, and it's actually Neil's mum, 
and she came up to me and I looked at her and I saw Neil in the background, I saw this lady, big beaming smile on her face and she, I don't know her age, she must have been, I'm assuming she was in her, her mid to late 80s, big smile on her face, are you guy, I said, come here guy, and she gave me a cuddle and she's like on my hip, I said, I want to tell you something now guy, he said, you'll enjoy tomorrow, you'll really enjoy it, the bike course is not as tough as you think, I've ridden it twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was howling with laughter. I'd never forget her saying that. Neil was in the background, big smile on his face. Brilliant. So that was just wonderful to have that. And then, you know, half five the following morning, there's two, 2,000, 2,500 people. It sells out within an hour. You're in the bottom of this bowl and there's literally thousands of, of people at the top of this natural amphitheater. And my daughter had found a way down to get to to get to the bottom on the beach where we were where we were she found this steep path to come down and she came out and i was as far away as my wife and two two daughters were mm. and it was just just random that that, that had happened so it was great to see them and then they start singing the welsh national anthem and okay. then the acdc start booming out and i'm just so glad i've got a wetsuit i'm not watching someone in a wetsuit yeah 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 and I started this guy, with, I'm chatting with him, he said, do my zip up on my, uh, not, his, not his jeans, on his back of his, back <laughs> of his wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, anyway, we, we, we all jumped in and we, we set off. And they're swimming and you, you, you breathe both ways and every other way. And there's a guy next to me and his goggles were really close to mine. I thought, I recognise this guy. And everywhere he went, he seemed to be sort of eyes on eyes. And, he, and then tell me, you get out halfway around and go back in again. Yeah. I got out and it was the same guy I'd seen who, who'd, and a load of jellyfish in there which were great because it gave me something to look at <laughs> um, um, I was even better that um, I managed to swim over a load of di diesel so that gave me eyes a good clean out um, and I got out managed to see my daughters there were cheering wildly for me and you run, run through this town and you feel like some gladiatorial hero because everybody in Tembe's out there they get fully behind it jumping the bike and that was just a scream all the way around just chatting with loads of people and just egging people on there cheering you on you know, people on the bike and um it's a good day out a good day yeah, on the yeah. bike and then um yeah the marathon is just you just got to get it done and uh, you go through the town and they're celebrating and i remember going through the town and seeing this couple on the bench and they're um it's quite nice because people i don't know i think will cheer me on because i'm not the shape of most most iron men and uh, come on, big man, and cheering on, and then about an hour and a half later, went around again, and they'd obviously been they'd been relaxing quite a bit. <laughs> come on, big man, come on, big man. And the next time I went round, she's hugging me. <laughs> next time I went round, she's falling asleep on the bench. <laughs> she didn't even see me finish. And uh, yeah, so that was a that was a nice one to finish as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we talked off air. A friend of mine that's done the same one, Ian. Yeah. And uh, he he was trying to get me into it this year. Injury, I couldn't. But he was saying, yeah, it's like. It's like you're the superstar there with the crowds. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. I think I've looked at some YouTube clips and it's, it's supposed to be an absolutely yeah, it's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, if I've done an event, I'll always go on and do something else afterwards. But it's the only one that I, I'll, I'll be tempted to go back go and back. do. Yeah, 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 just really good. Yeah. yeah. So, so now I know this year you're, uh, as you do, riding the Tour de France. So how, how did that come about? <laughs> Um, yeah, not remember. literally riding for like, but the, the day. Well, I'll let you explain. Just, no, no, I'm going to build well, it. Yeah, you okay, can build it. Can build it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, riding the whole of the Tour de France a day before the pros. Yeah. yeah. So we do, we do details, the whole lot, yeah. three thousand four hundred sixty kilometers, um, and there's seventeen of us doing it. Literally uh, the same course, same route every single day, but we're just doing it twenty four hours before before the pros mm. do it. 
So I, I was looking to, um, uh, I did, after Wales, I did a look for a non-Ironman branded one. And it was the world's toughest Ironman was in the Lake District. So fortunate enough that we did that. That that, that was brutal. Oh, that, right, yeah. Wales was like a flat one compared to that. Proper, proper tough that was. Um, and, and how did that, to jump back to that? Tough him. Um, um, just well, it was in well, Storm very Hector. lumpy. Yeah. Um, it was the swim, swim. The swim was on Windermere. Um, it was that rough. You couldn't breathe both ways in the water because the waves were coming over the top of you. Lovely. Got my bike. It was a Fred Whitten course. My bike broke. The seat post snapped after a few miles. So I had to come back to transition one. Um, thought it was over. My only thought was this is my first time. I've never finished a race, and I thought I'm gonna have to train again to come back next year just to finish it and then this guy we got some duct tape and managed to sort of fix it of a sort and I went off in the hills I was miles behind everyone else it took so long to fix and the the wind was that strong it blew me off my bike twice it unclipped me one of my feet got back and then um, you had to run to the top of uh, Scarfell Piking down again and I finished I had to finish by midnight so I finished with about eight minutes to go (laughs) And, uh, and then the following day I had Four coffees, two glasses of wine, three pints of water, most probably a bottle of red, um, and I still didn't have a wee all day. Oh, tough day. So every other year I like to do a big challenge, and I was looking at one this year. I was looking at the MDS, the Marathon de Saab, okay. um, which is, I think it's seven days running, I think eight, nine, maybe ten marathons in the desert. Trouble is I'm not a very good runner. Um, I've got a load of injuries, um, I've got, I'm blessed with the ginger gene. I'm not very good in the sun. So to be in the desert and that, yeah, it didn't really tick and I thought, well, I'll have to do it. And then I bumped into a mate of mine who told me about this Jeff Thomas, uh, who was the ex-Crystal Palace captain, played for England. Amazing bloke, incredible bloke. So he captained them in the 1990 FA Cup final against Manchester United. And then in 05, um, he was diagnosed with leukemia and was desperately ill. Was given three months to live and he had this pioneering stem cell replacement from his sister and thankfully he's still with us living with cancer now but you know he's incredibly fit and he read um when you could read lance armstrong's book uh you know when it wasn't in the in the, in the fiction sector section <laughs> <laughs> and um, um so, yeah uh and he read that and he said right when i get out of this bed i'm gonna i'm gonna ride the tour i, I love that mindset brilliant Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it he did it nine months later and his body was weak uh, but he completed it and what an achievement to mm-hmm. do it uh, he's done it a couple of times since and he said well it's 30 years since the FA Cup 15 years since um, he's recovered from mm-hmm. leukaemia so he was looking for amateurs to, to, to ride this and um, I've not um, I was fortunate enough that uh, you had to apply to it Um so I went on the website, saw a bit, and then it had a, a section said, write about yourself. I thought, here we go. So I rolled the sleeves up <laughs> and came out of my office about eight hours later after writing the, the Wollstonecroft Army Night too, yeah. and what I've done uh, and sent that off to him. And I'm fortunate enough that um, somehow he managed to pick me. All right. uh, the good thing about it is that we pay for this. Right. So it's self-funded. Yeah. So we're um, uh, we're paying for the coaching, the bikes, the hotel, the accommodation, the travel, the training. But it's the first time ever I'm raising money. So the goal 
and we'll smash this. The goal is to raise a million pounds. I think we should do double that. And to do that, what we're going to do, we're going to take, do these uh, incredible clinical trials um, and collate lots of information from 12 hospitals from across. So I'm associated with Christie's because that's the closest we've got to, uh, to the island here. And the work that they do is saving people's lives. And Professor Charlie Craddock in Birmingham, who's heading this up, will, from our endeavours, save hundreds of people's lives in the UK, which will then lead to saving thousands of people's lives across the world. Right. And every single penny that we go is going towards uh, towards this um, these clinical trials to collate them and to get these three nurses on to, to, to lead that. Pioneering what he's doing and he's saving people's lives. The clinical trials are in what? In, in cure leukemia, leukemia, so that, right? So, that, okay. so that's a that's a charity we're doing it with cure yeah, leukemia. Right, okay. um, small charity, um, but have got this big campaign that they're doing just to to, to raise all this for it. Um, and I was very conscious about that. It needed to. I wanted to make sure that every single penny is going towards it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want some gallop, someone gallivanting around the globe or paying for some expensive CEO. Yeah, yeah. I want someone who's who's clinging onto life, who is is waiting. And waiting and waiting for a cure, yeah, yeah. and we will speed this up, yeah, right, and we'll yeah. get these people out of the bed. We'll get them back home with the families. We'll get them buying them Christmas presents for the kids again, and we'll get them celebrating yeah, yeah, yeah. and enjoying life as, as life should be lived. And if people want to, I mean, come back to exactly the the tour, the tour and the riding of it. If people want to donate. Where do they? Well, I certainly wouldn't stop them from doing it, and it'd be lovely to do that. And it's been, uh, I've been. I'm very telling lucky. you now, you're listening. You better be. <laughs> I've got good blood. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of quid. Um, so, the, the, I think the easiest way to find it, you know, we, we have these Just Giving websites yeah. now, um, uh, and they're on there. So it's Just Giving, and it's under Guy, obviously G U I Wollstonecroft W O L S T E N C R O F T. Um, I've got 2,000 people that like the Isle of Man Hearing Solutions uh, Facebook page. It's on there as well. Yeah. And I'm sure on this we'll be able to put... Yeah, we'll add it to well. the feed. We'll, we'll be able yeah, to do yeah, that afterwards. Yeah. And it's... I went to see one of my um, uh, lovely patients. She used to come to the clinic to, to see me there, but she's um, um, a bit more senior now and a bit frail, and she can't get to see me. So I go and see her at home, like I do with, with many patients. And I went over there the other day. And she asked me to go round, and I called round in the evening, and uh, she'd heard me on the radio, um, and she'd got a cash donation. She just wanted to hand oh, it me right, and okay. to give me. So, um, nice. but the nicest part for me, she gave me a really nice hug and a kiss, right. and that is just that meant the world to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fantastic yeah. that was. And you know, so we've got um, a little envelope when she started that off, and we're we're doing that. So, um, my goal is to raise thirty thousand right. pounds, um, and we'll do that and more. Right, that's good. What the impact will do, and the the event. So go, yeah. Well, I suppose more importantly, go go and donate. I mean, we're an hour forty in now. Oh, we can you can hear that. how you can hear how much Guy does for other people. So Definitely. spend a couple of minutes, find the link in the feed, and go and give a few quid. Uh, I think it's the least uh, any anyone could do. So just go back to the event itself, okay. the tour. For, so the the. Have the training coming into that? How's, oh, tra- training! Yeah. Training is brilliant because I've got uh, I've got this uh, uh, um, an English guy he's based in America. Never met him, never spoken to him. It's all online. So he gives me a monthly plan. So I just follow that, right. and I know if I do a little bit more, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life at the start of the tour. And it's about getting our wheels over the finish line in Paris all together. So I've not 
I, I've, de- I've decided, right, I'm not going to have a drink this year. The next time I'm going to have a drink, it's going to be handed to me by my mate on the Champs-Élysées, driving along in a team car, handing a flute of champagne to me, yeah, and I'm yeah. going to be sipping that as I was over the finishing right, line at the yeah, end. Yeah. So training six days a week at the moment. Right. Um, my legs are trashed constantly. Um, so go to the gym. Thankfully, the car for has a lift. So it can get me upstairs, so I can get on the one bike, do my session and get the lift back down again. Uh, I did a 201k Audax on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weather wasn't the best. Um, but I just know, uh, as anything, you go to these things and uh, all I'm thinking of is my celebration when I get over the finishing yeah, line in yeah, Paris. Yeah, 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 so I've got 21 days to do it. Apparently it's a tough course this year. I've not really looked at the route. I, I can't do anything about that. I just start on the start line, yeah, finish yeah. each stage, look after my body. I have a massive smile on my face when I go around. Uh, it's going to be great going in the Alps and the Pyrenees because oh, you've got the, yeah. the Belgians, the Dutch, yeah, the Brits, yeah. the Manx. I can't wait to see a Manx flag at the side of the road. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to be pulling over and somebody is going to be getting a big sweaty hug <laughs> from a huge guy <laughs> from the Island Man if they see that yeah, flag. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they might be hiding them when they see me come around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's the only doubt I'll ever do it again in my life. Biggest thing I've ever done. Mm. Uh, and, and however tough that mountain is up front or... I start whinging that my legs are hitting a little bit. I just know someone's going to be in bed. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in context. The easiest thing to do. Yeah, the, yeah. Easy, the easiest thing is doing the ride. Yeah. You know, the, the challenge is to make sure that people get behind it and we can save these people's lives that um, that, that, that one way we can give them. And did you say you've overly looked, you've not really looked at the route other than, no. I mean, is that, you, it's one of them. It's, uh, it's it's a, I, I, do, I was speaking you? to a friend the other day and he said, the where's it going? And I went, um, I think it's a, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen a map, it's pretty much south of the front. Yeah. One, one guy I know is, is, is written like detailed route plans of where the curbs are, you know, oh, where, right. where the grids are and what grade. Sounds like Cavendish I, preparation. I, thanks for that. Well, yeah. I look at Cav and they say he's big for the tour. But Cav weighs what I need to lose, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to get over yeah, there. Yeah, and it's fully supported in the sense of a team car with you providing that. Yeah, you know, so um, just get your leg over the bike and ride it. It's La- Land Rover have been great. They've given us uh, Land Rover the front and the back. Right. Uh, I think we've got a tour bus just to jump on at the end of it because we apparently there's five transfers of over five hours. Right. But that'd be great because we can chat to my teammates, yeah, yeah. And maybe get my head down for a little bit, you know, stretch off. Um, get some food on board. Which is 17? Really 17 of you doing it? 17, yeah. Have you met everyone? Is that a... Um, well, I've, I've, some, of the, some of them are friends of mine because right. I'd, I'd, I'd found out where they were. A couple of people had dropped out and, I said, and they'd heard what I was doing. So, look, you want to get on this one as well. Um, so, yeah, we've had a couple of meetings together. We've yeah. got another one. Uh, very exciting last week. We've got our stash. We've got our new kit, which is always makes you go faster when you put something <laughs> yeah, new on. Of course. Pink yeah, yeah. or not. Or of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flashes of it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Silly question. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier as well, potentially on the, there's a few cycling podcasts uh, that are well known that you're hopefully calling into them to Yeah, the they are. I'm having a, um, uh, I'm organising a big uh, uh extravagant completely over the top gala dinner in manchester on the 16th of may uh, jeff thomas as i said was um captain for crystal palace in the 1990 fa cup final brian robson was a captain for man united i've got both of them come in and they're bringing their teams and players with them as yeah. well so yeah. it's going to be a fantastic night yeah. uh, and i've got tom fordyce who is bbc chief sporting editor uh, he also runs the the podcast with Peter Crouch. I think you guys listen to yeah, it. Yeah. It's um, um, second yeah. second best sporting podcast out there on the internet, I believe. After ourselves, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, 
and he's written books so he's going to be the MC and he's great because he's uh, he's really good at, at all that yeah, got an amazing yeah. band there as well and uh, football freestylers uh, everything so it's going to be a you know, black tie event um, and yeah so that'll be that'll be, yeah, that'll be good amazing, exciting yeah. thing I am proper jealous that mm. to ride that tour the day ahead will be yeah, 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 well, I'll be. I'll come back and I'll tell you in real time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be amazing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know that's obviously a, a big focus in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. What's uh, after that? Have you got things that you're looking at? Just asked to focus at the moment. Just, uh, just, just, to just to focus money? at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'll see my family will uh, will see me off in Nice because uh, that's where this. And apparently, there's two stages from Nice at the start. Right. And it's a huge circus over there because all the pros will be there and introduce the teams, you know, yeah, ev- yeah. everyone else out there as well. So that that'll be that'll be exciting for them to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll see them in Paris when we get over the finishing line three weeks later, yeah. uh, which would be, you know, and in between that, it's just going to be just some magical journey with memories that nice oh. about memories, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. and I'm going to be I'm, I'm I'm brimming my memory bank with some great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, uh, we'll get this out of the way first. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thanks for coming in. It's been uh, it's been fascinating. I hope. I suppose I go back to the original quote when we talk about it. it. Talked about the impact you see is the impact you have on others. And obviously, talking to you now for you know an hour, hour fifty near enough that obviously you've done an amazing amount of work for a lot of other people. Very uh, yeah, very giving and very thank you caring for other people. Yeah, I'd agree. Because uh, uh, everything you talked about, even rugby days it's for the team everything's yeah, the team yeah, yeah. and even yeah. when you go solo there's nothing individual about for your personal yeah. gain it's well how can I turn this into to helping others it's yeah, just yeah. a fantastic mm. way of looking at sport okay, yeah. and, and, and and then the final side and it's not about it's more I like to kind of what what do we take out of talking to people and again mm. just that positive aspect of you're right we all have problems whether it's parents passing away whether it's struggles at work we mm-hmm. do have them and yeah you know people do struggle with it in different ways mm-hmm. but to be able to chip away at that and build that positive around which is you know some, some people are naturally i think more positive but i think you can also work on that yourself generally yeah, and i don't mean you i mean people in, in, in it doesn't take long to do yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know and if, if if anybody's out there and gets in touch with you wants to have a chat with me more than happy to do it you know they can come and meet me in the clinic it's literally no charge on it because i just enjoy doing it yeah yeah and yeah. you'd be amazed at how quickly you can turn people's mindsets around yeah yeah, yeah yeah it really does and it changes people's lives yeah you know who doesn't want to be happy who yeah, no, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah it's as simple as it is that's, it's, yeah it's so much easier to do and it happens quicker than you think and in less time than you can imagine as well. Yeah, yeah. So to reach out, we'll put again on the on the feed, which will be below the link for donating, which you're obviously all going to be doing in a couple of minutes. Below that is your social media feeds that, that people can yeah, reach absolutely, out to absolutely. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more than happy to help people. It's, it's, it's literally not an issue. Yeah, okay, great. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, uh, pleasure, a, guys. Yeah, best of no. luck with this. It's, uh, I've enjoyed listening to the one so far. No, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Yep, I'll do the usual. Um, so you may have seen by now we're trying to take over on the platforms. So we're up to SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube YouTube off the top of my head. So wherever you are currently listening, there's no reason not to. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave those reviews for us pretty please. And then uh, we are also on Facebook, the N-Word Podcast, Twitter, Manx Sports Pod, and on Instagram, the M-Word IOM. And from doing these, Martin and I, are overwhelmed of how many recommendations and comments we've been getting so 
you know, please, please keep them coming because we're, as you can tell, meeting so many interesting people with such great stories, mm, and yeah. you know, we want to, we want that to continue for as long as possible. Absolutely. So that's well. Thanks again for letting us delve into your ears. It's a word out from Martin. Word out from Matt.